How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hey, 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 how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we've got a good buddy of mine, Los Silva, on the show. Now, Los is successful in a lot of different areas. He's an entrepreneur, investor, advisor, and speaker. He's coached, consulted, and advised thousands of companies in e-commerce, SaaS, real estate, personal brands, everything. He owns multiple agencies uh, in e-com, social media, and the creator space, and has spent over $100 million in advertising, helping numerous brands scale to eight and nine-figure sales quickly. He now co-owns Powerhouse Brands, which has three major divisions that help brand owners defray the cost of running vital parts of their business, letting these small, small growing brands focus on their core strengths. Now, when he's not working and focused on his brands, you can find him spending time and traveling with his wife, Laura, and his two daughters. You guys are going to love Los. He spits fire and he gives you the truth. In this episode, we talk about how he built multiple successful businesses in his teens and 20s, but kept ending up broke and in debt and why and the lessons you can learn, learn from it. We dig into the current recession and what it means for entrepreneurs and business owners and the best places to get involved for massive growth. Yes, you can grow a business during a recession. We talk about why watching TV is probably the worst habit that will keep you poor. And from someone who makes millions every single year, we dig into how you need to track your life in terms of love, not money, for true success. And don't forget, we only spread our message with, when you share this knowledge with others that need it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. And for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now. All right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're chatting with my good buddy, Los Silva. Los, welcome to the show. What up, bro? How are you? Dude, it's good to see you. It's It's been a bit, man. It's been a bit. Where are you? Are you in Florida right now? Yeah, I'm in Orlando. This is where our uh, our main office is. Nice. Yeah, I'm seeing all your strategies written on your whiteboard behind you. I'm just taking notes so that I can rip them from you and go make some more money. Uh, gotcha. thanks for that, man. I appreciate it. I'll, I'll send, you can send me an invoice later. <laughs> um, dude, Los, you've, you're, you're successful in a lot of different spaces as an entrepreneur, which is one of the reasons that I'm always fascinated by you because there's a lot of people that can be really successful in one thing or maybe two things. And you've got a lot of different stuff that you're always balancing. And I, we're going to dig into all of that. We're going to dig into powerhouse brands, uh, powerhouse campaigns, uh, the whole deal. Before we do that, I just, I'd love to understand how you became an entrepreneur. Like, what was your upbringing like? What were you like as a child? All right. So I've been doing this for almost 20 years. So because of time, I'll try to like condense the story. 
but I've never had a job. Um, I, w- I had one job and it was in a boiler room. I only found out that it was a boiler room and what a boiler room was when one day that place was not there anymore. Wow. And I was like, what, what happened? And, and all the other people were like, oh yeah, like they're gone. Um, they, they said somewhere else, I was like, but wh- what do we do with our checks? And they're like, um, you don't have a check anymore. I was like, what? You, you, you got to go somewhere else. Yeah, they, they, they set something else up, blah, blah, blah. So I came in uh, from, from high school and I worked there for like three years. Uh, and basically they start you off. I was on, I was number 29 and uh, I was selling, um, uh, what was it? Carnival cruise packages. Yeah. Uh, people would call and I'd sell Carnival cruise packages. Within three weeks, I was chair one. So how it works in those places is like, the the top people get the number one two three because that's yeah. how the phones were, yeah. right right uh, and so when that when that went away I had some money and I was like man like I tried to get a job as a waiter and they told me no and I was like I'm way better than a waiter so I started looking at like hustles right because I was like 19 years old uh, and I found on eBay that you could like flip stuff and so I was like all right I, I know how to arbitrage things and so I found uh, the best thing to do was higher end stuff so my buddy had a uh, car dealership kind of like nice. I'm, I'm gonna pause you for a second 19 years old and you already understood the concept of arbitrage yeah all right, just keep going because I'm not even going to dig into that. That's amazing. Well, it's because I used to sell drugs. Yeah. Okay. Um, there we go. That's the backstory that I was looking for. Right. <laughs> so, so besides that, I, I I knew how to arbitrage, and so I found that um, these video projectors on eBay were going for seven hundred and eighty dollars, uh, and they cost four hundred. Right. So I was making like three hundred eighty bucks spread, uh, and then from there on, I was like, all right, what else can I sell that like gives me a big return uh, for putting in on eBay. And I found that it was electronics. So I sold enough to become a distributor. I applied to be a distributor for Bose speakers. We all know what those are. Yeah. Uh, And you're supposed to sell them at a specific MSRP. And so I sold them below that, which was gray hat. Uh, And in one year, I became the second largest Bose distributor in America. The number one Bose distributor in America was Best Buy. That's the only people that beat me. Wow. Uh, and so, I, but I was a kid, so I was just, every time I'd make money, I was going out, flaunting, flexing, being a complete douchebag, and not saving my money and investing in it, doing, you know, what we do nowadays, because we're like, that was stupid. Um, and one day, I didn't know algorithm, I didn't know anything, right? I was just yeah. doing yeah. the thing often, because I was like, this works. Uh, and one day, it went away. Like, uh, eBay, like, changed their algorithm. That's what yep. really happened. And I didn't know how to, like, study how to fix that. And so I was like, well, I guess that's that. And I had made some good money that I did save some and I had a lot. Uh, I was still a distributor. So I I was like, what can I do next? And I, I found this forum. It's called CE Pro. It's probably not, it probably doesn't exist anywhere. Back in the day when forums existed. <laughs> and it was all about like home automation and low voltage stuff. Like basically that's what I did. And so I started learning like at night, I'd read and read and read. So I started, um, there's a place called here. It's basically Ralph's, but in uh, Florida, it's called Publix. Uh, and so there's magazines for architecture, design, uh, and construction. And it's all local Florida companies. So I would cold call these companies and it took me nine months to get my first client. I started almost running out of money. Thank God that I, um, at the ninth month, uh, I was like, hey, I'm, my, name, my name is Los. I've got the, one of the largest, uh, I'm one of the largest business readers in the US and I want to implement a showroom inside of your place absolutely free. I'll, I'll, I'll deck it out. I'll do everything. All I ask is that you send me the business when you sell the, uh, the decor stuff. Uh, and the first client was like, yeah, sure, look, it's free. Uh, it was Ethan Allen, which is a national uh, chain. 
right? Um, and my first client from there was 120 grand. Like it was wow. like from from nine months of nothing to like one client to like one deal, 120. And so the first thing I did is I bought a car. I used the Mercedes and then I went and rented a house for a year. And I was like, all right, now that the stressful stuff's out of my way. The basics are taken care of. I can eat, I can eat spaghetti and then just keep working. Right. And so that's what I did. I ate spaghetti every day uh, to keep like weight on. And then I just kept cold calling and trying and trying and trying. I turned that business into uh, a $800,000 a year business um, and when I was like 21. Uh, and I rode that. I never passed the, I never hit the seven figure mark until I was uh, 2008. In 2008, um, I lost that business because of, of you know, the, the crash. The crash, and I yeah. In, I, I was in construction essentially, right? Uh, yeah. And how it works is like you, pr- at one point I was doing custom homes, but how it works is like I pre-wire a home. So I spend like about $75,000 to pre-wire a 6,000 square foot home. And then when the home, when the people are done, they're like, you have to use this company because they're part of us. Yeah. And so that's where I would make like the home theaters and the whole stuff. And I, I would get a great return, but I had, I had pre-wired seven of those. I used, wow. I was like, I'm, I'm going to make 5 million this year, you know, gross, whatever, but like, I'm going to kill it. And they went out of business. And, and then it just bankrupt. banked. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I lost all my money and I had no more money and I had no way to get a real job. Uh, and so it's the only time in my life where um, I asked my wife's mom, because we, I just got married. I asked her for five grand for first last deposit in a townhouse. Uh, I went from a three story townhouse in Fort Lauderdale to a like ghetto ass place um, with my wife, super embarrassed, talked between my legs. I actually asked my wife to divorce me. I was like, hey, I can't even get a job. I don't know what's next. That's, this is that, new- that shit's tough though. Like as a masculine energy to just be like, I, I failed my family. Like that's yeah. really tough to go through something like that. And I told her, I was like, listen, you're young, you're beautiful. You, you went to college, you got a master's, like you can do this. I can sleep in couches and refigure it out. My bad. We should just end it. And she was like, what's wrong with you? Like, no. I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And she's like, well, you did stuff online before. Why don't you try it again? And so I was like, all right. So I bought a bunch of courses. Uh, the course that changed my life to this day, I, I give, she's, they're all my friends now, which is crazy. But I bought a course by Kate Buck called Let's Get Social. Yeah. Uh, and I looked at it and like, transparently, I was like, this is all right. Like, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I, I, I'm already kind of doing this. I just don't know like certain things. Um, and I used it and like grew and I started like using LinkedIn to get clients uh, in like 2008 and Facebook groups. Yeah. Uh, and I started doing like consulting and I was like, yeah, I can do social. I can do webinars. Ooh, Facebook groups in 2008. Uh, yeah, Jeez. I was doing Facebook groups in 2008. It, it still works. I thought uh, I was and, old school. No, dude, like I've been <laughs> in this bitch. Uh, and, and, and so uh, there were, you know, some people were like authors and stuff that because LinkedIn was popping, groups were popping. They're like, yeah, I, I need a webinar. And I was like, no, that sounds great. Research what a webinar is. And I need this, that. And I was like, yep, research that. Like I need, I need ads. I was like, research that. And I started just doing the things and yeah. figuring it out. Uh, and then I started like looking at how to arbitrage things I didn't know, you know? And so I would go to like Upwork and different things like that and try to like, Hey, I'll, I'll pay you this or like meeting people. And so as that was growing, just, like, just for- real quickly for anybody who's not following arbitrage, can you explain arbitrage real quickly just for anybody who's not following it? The easiest way to explain arbitrage is basically selling something and, and really it's, it's taking advantage of something and, creating a profit override on top of that so you can like take that discrepancy of revenue yeah. right because at the end of the day like we arbitrage now humans 
right? Yeah. And like that's what our team is, right? And so uh, if you sell uh, a widget for twenty bucks and I sell it for a hundred, but I get it for twenty, that that yeah, take taking product or service from one market at one price and putting it mm-hmm. in another market at another price, and that that right. value discrepancy is what you get for transitioning that's exactly to markets. It. Right. Yeah. And so um, the whether it's a widget of, or weed doesn't wh- make a difference, wh- whether it's anything. Right. Yeah. It can be a hat. It can be a person. Right. Yeah. To, to agree. It's, it's that that's what it is. Uh, and so the first year I didn't do very well. My wife had three jobs and we were 50,000 in debt uh, and I did 35 grand. Couldn't pay off our debt. Second year, I did like 60 and I started going to events and uh, sleeping in, in couches of people that had like real rooms, just like trying to make my way into the situation. Uh, and then the third year, uh, I started um, like really learning media buying and I made a course on Udemy called Media Buying Academy because I, I, I used to do display ads uh, and I started doing that for people. I made a course and uh, Ryan Dice bought it. Uh, and I saw it cause like, it wasn't like bawling. Like I could see every email and I was like, Oh my God, I know who this is. I emailed him back and I was like, Hey, I want you to publish me. Cause he was publishing people at that time. Yeah. And he was like, all right, talk to my buddy, uh, Jonathan Cronset, who uh, became the CEO of Kajabi. And I talked to Jay Cron. They published me. They, uh, Perry wrote a page called the whale method and it did a couple million bucks changed my life from then on i became a member of war room connected with everyone started doing all that uh took that and i was like all right now that i know media buying i know funnels i started learning the things i started an agency but the reason i started the agency is because i realized like man if i can have all of it i can bring in people but then when i have ideas like i can build a tiger team to like set up my stuff and to this day that's pretty much my business model like i have now i have multiple agencies and we take equity or profit share of certain brands as well and as well we build our own brands dude i i love that there's and there's a couple of things in this story that i really want to hit on there's two kind of principles that i took out of it of just you as a person and i i'd love for you to expand a little bit number one um and this probably just goes with your moniker but los hustles man like you've you've clearly had a willingness to hustle and just put in the work and put in the time. And then also the second thing is just persistence, right? Like it sounds like you're willing to hustle. You're willing to do the work, whether it was in the boiler room, uh, whether it was in, uh, in, on eBay, whether it was, you know, with your first, um, you know, your first handful of, of, uh, you know, online ventures. And then obviously the, you know, when you're getting punched in the face, you just keep getting up and keep going for it. Like, where did you get that? How did that happen? I've never thought that I wouldn't be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like I never thought that like when I was a kid, like I used to um, like my first ever way that I made money, I I used to like draw comic books and I I cold called my newspaper and I sold them like my, my comic book scripts Uh, and they, they paid me like a hundred bucks. But I was like, dope like my stuff's in the yeah. newspaper it was a flex right like when people read newspapers that's <laughs> fucking old uh and um and so I've, I've always just like tried to find a way to like create more you know what i mean um and i think that in business in general for everybody that's listening right like the truth about it is you are going to be successful your time horizon is off you're watching people uh be rich and blah 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 and you 
look up to them or they present some facade or some way, but you don't know their struggle. You know their, you don't know their experience. You don't know their timeline or their time horizon. So you look at something and it's funny because when you look at school, you immediately are like, okay, with shit you, don't, shit you do learn. Or You're okay with college. spending years and years and years. I'm okay years to years. lose $100,000, be in debt to become a waiter and possibly get a position as a starting place so I can pay off my debt to maybe do well. But if you buy a course for a five hundred or five thousand dollars, if it doesn't result in something in seven minutes, you're a piece of shit. It's not my fault. I don't take the blame for myself. Like you have no accountability of self and you have no understanding of your time horizons, and that's why you're not successful. It's not because stuff doesn't work, it's because you're lazy and you're frustrated about where you want to be but you're not doing anything to change where you are today. And you have an expectation that it should be here now, that I, I deserve this right here, right now, because I just deserve it. Yeah. And, and every, you know, I, I do a lot of things online and I, sometimes I speak to people that like want it faster. I'm like, you know, what's crazy. This is a business too. Like a franchise, you're down to lose a couple hundred grand fucking go on debt and like create get a get a loan to make 50k a year maybe first year and like if you build five of them you can make a couple hundred grand and be a couple million in debt cool beans but with this you don't look at it as a business because it's on the internet or because it's supposed to be fast you're ignorant and childish this is a business like everything else you invest and lose money on ads you invest and lose money on brand you invest in people and lose that capability sometimes it's a company you're building a company like with everything else, but people don't look at it like that. They look at you and they're like, well, he's successful. I'm like, you know what shit he's probably eaten? Like <laughs> yeah. a lot, a lot, right? Way like, more, way more than gets shown on social media. That's for sure. No one wants to, no one wants to believe that. Like, oh, yeah, well, you told me I can be rich. You can, but maybe in five years, maybe yeah. in seven. And what's rich to you, you know, and how much are you working? What are you working on? Like it's real stuff. You know, uh, and I think that's the biggest problem with people nowadays. Like they just want it today because they think you had it today, but like no one got it. I don't know anyone that I've never met a guy and we know everybody in the industry. Barnum. No one's been like, dude. So I just like woke up and did it. And yeah. Like and now I'm rich. Never, never happened. Never, never happened. Yeah. I right. love that. Dude, I, I, and I think this is a really important concept for everybody listening right now. And, and obviously everybody who's listening, who is an entrepreneur is like, yep, I know what you mean. And everybody who's wants to become an entrepreneur is thinking like, no, maybe I'm going to be the exception, but you're not, but you're not like, here, here's the deal, right? Like you're all important, but you're all, it's all the same. <laughs> we have every single successful entrepreneur I've ever met has been through that deep, dark night of the soul to right. and, and work their ass off to actually get there. So I, I love that. You're just, you're just spitting knowledge right now. Um, Los, one of the things that you and I were talking about before we actually started this call I think is really pertinent in just the time we're in with the economy and everything going on. The, the world that we live in right now up to, you know, halfway through this year uh, is very different than it was last year. And it's going to be very different in the second half of this year. What do you see going on in the world right now in the economy, in entrepreneurship as a whole? Uh, like, what do you think is going to be really important moving forward? So let, let's talk about this because I, I'm in a lot of different sectors. I'm in e-commerce. I'm in affiliate marketing. I'm in coaching, consulting. Uh, I'm an advisor to, to eight and nine figure brands now and stuff like that. And so I see a, a scope of very different things. Uh, the people that are failing right now are because 
they're newer entrepreneurs. And by newer, I mean two or so years. Yeah. Uh, they started in a wave. Let, let's let's start with like e-com, right? Or, or e-com and personal brands. You started like two years ago when it would, Facebook was a joke on ads. Like you, you could basically say something stupid and you're going to get a three times return. Uh, and and no one could go anywhere. So e-commerce, for example, increased. And everyone was stuck at home watching your ads. Yeah. So e-commerce increased by 5x. And like, oh, it, it did five times. It, it's five times bigger than it was supposed to be. Cool. But if you looked at the stock of Shopify, which is basically where everybody like should validate like what that market is looking like macroeconomically, the stock for 19 or 2019 and the stock for 2022 look the same. So Holy what shit, happened really? is in, in 2020, 2021, you're like, whoop, $700 a share. Now it's down to like 70, right? But in 2019, it was about the same. So it leveled off. So you got lucky. And what you did with that is not build a business. You built an ego and you bought a car and you didn't invest in people, in mm. brand. And you, you took the revenue from a company instead of like putting the revenue into the company. And now you're having a hard time. And you're not willing to make changes because you don't have that money to invest into the new changes that have to happen for you to have success. And it's the same thing that happens with coaches, consultants. You build a lifestyle business instead of like really building a treasure chest, having allocation of capital for six to 12 months for yourself, your team and what could be moving forward or acquisitions and building, things building like a real business, right? You bought clothes, you bought a car, you bought a sick watch, and now you're really struggling, right? While other people said, nah, I've been through this brother. I'm chilling. I'm going to keep my capital. I'm going to start testing new avenues. I'm going to do different things. And I have the opportunity to do that right now. Uh, and so what's happening right now is the people that didn't do that are losing. The people that were prepared for that are working through exactly what they thought through. And in the coaching, consulting, personal brand space, it's an opportunity right now in the next two years to build wealth. Yeah. Why? Because people are going to be struggling. Macroeconomically, we are in a recession. Uh, if it continues, we will, by definition, Close. be in the a The government keeps telling me we're not in a recession. How can if you, you watch, say that? If you watch TV, you're an idiot. Like <laughs> you, you can't listen to, to the government. This, is, this is why I was excited to get you on an interview, man. <laughs> it's facts. If you watch TV and that tells you how you should operate on your life, you're an imbecile and you don't deserve success. Okay, you need to make your own choices uh, and look at macroeconomic trends. By definition, two more quarters of this, we would be in a recession. They're literally trying to change the verbiage of what a recession or, or depression. They're trying to change the verbiage of what a recession is. And our it's, president it's literally in the Oxford Dictionary is two straight quarters of negative. GDP, right. Which we've hit. Like, that's why we believe we're in one. Because that's what the definition is, and right? Which, so, which also means we've been in a recession for six months already. And so, which is yeah, what you so, and I were talking about. We're telling everybody, you guys, we're in a recession. The government media is just not willing to say it yet until. So people quarters. are going to make less money. People are going to be more strict with their money. People are going to have to make changes and say side hustle or new thing. So how people will allocate their money will be, I need a coach to get me through this moment. I need a service company to do the work for me because I don't have time for this shit. Uh, and that's where the capital will be allocated. Or I need to learn something else to change as a trade or a career. I so think if you you're just, a coach. Go ahead. Go ahead. If you're a coach, consultant, or service provider, 
you can you can 5x your business right now but the cool thing about it is you don't have to go down that trend if if it changes now you built a brand that you can continuously grow and work through and then use this opportunity to not only create great cash flow build a real company but generate great brand and wealth because you can allocate those assets at a discount right now uh, for the next foreseeable two years at least. Uh, so, so you said something that I want to make sure that everybody didn't miss because yes, we are in a recession. And like you mentioned, it, it sounds like, do you think we're going to head toward a depression? We're going to have another two quarters of negative GDP growth or? I, I, I either think that I, I don't know what midterms are going to look like. So I'm, he- I'm, I'm waiting on that. We might have a, a, um, I think that, um, interest rates will stabilize and maybe even go down a point or so. Uh, and I think that the stupidest thing, but it might happen because our president and our people are dumb, uh, is we might inject more money into the economy, which by definition would only fuck us more. Yeah. But everybody would feel safe because of the fact that you're ignorant and relying on people instead of like making your government giving choices. you money. Yeah. But, but if that happened, you are you should be more like if we got an injection of money, you should be more stressed out because then it's the cycle will continue to elongate and we will continue to be in debt and we will continue yeah. to not become a superpower and be weaker and weaker as a, as a society in America. And, and so, so, you know, pending our, you know, fucking up our own economy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of the things, one of the really interesting things that I, I want to make sure that I emphasize that you said is it's, there's a reallocation of money. And mm-hmm. I think this is a really important concept for everybody to understand because even in a recession or a depression, that doesn't mean that everybody stops spending money. It just means that there's a little bit less spent money, right? Even in the great recession, you know, in 2008, where you, you lost your business, like 2008, we saw a negative GDP growth of like 4% or something like that. That means mm-hmm. instead of the U S government or not the U S government, the entire U S economy spending 20.9 trillion, it spent 20 point you know, zero, one trillion. Let's still mm-hmm. spent 20 trillion million or $20 trillion. It was just allocated differently. Correct. Now you're saying, and, I, and this is where I want to dig a little bit deeper. You're saying that the allocation will go into coaching, consulting, learning new information and services. Is that right? hundred percent. Can you, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So even deeper than that, I feel like where, where we might end up is like, like I made this up, but it's called like a K-shaped market. So if, if you if you if you think of like if you made it up, I'm subscribing, Los. By the way, so I, I, I'm, I'm going to make it a thing. I swear. So think about this though. Like, what's a third world country? A third world country is a third world country because it has rich and poor. It has no middle, mm. right? And so that's what a K-shaped market essentially is: is the rich middle class will either bump up and they will go up, and then the other upper middle class or middle class will not be able to maintain and will go down and so it'll look kind of like that right like that's kind of like a k and so you have the opportunity right now to jump um might have to jump careers might have to find a way to capitalize on this situation people, people are gonna have up. to make changes they're gonna have to make adjustments to. If, they, if they wanted to like take advantage of this because during change there's always hardship and opportunity the most for sure way for you to stay broke is to stay doing exactly what you're doing right now if you're stressed out in any way yeah like for sure. Um, but what you can do is say, Hey, I'm a, I'm a dentist. I'm going to teach dentists now how to 
build a better practice and open up another location in, in bad times. I'm going to teach math teachers how to do more tutoring and use that as a second source of income. I'm going to uh, build a service business uh, in deeper with e-commerce companies or whatever and like provide services for them. I'm going to consult uh, people in particular sectors, like niche it down a little bit right yeah. now. And, and you'll be able to leverage what's happening because people are going to look for trades not not careers they're going to look it, i want real estate might go up depending like agents and more like i want to learn a trade because it's like five to ten thousand dollars to learn this thing and i can just start like making it and i don't have to like go to college because fuck college um then uh i'm going to like want to build services and support and like like help people because where their money is is now finite more than it's ever been so the decision to make that uh what to do with that money is going to be like i need help support and i need to learn and that's yeah. coaching, consulting, and service providers. Dude, I love that, man. So talk to me about Powerhouse. You have, you have a bunch of stuff going on with Powerhouse. What are some of the things that you guys are doing that are going to really help out with this for the economy moving forward? Because this is like, I really do view like the shit like you do and like I do, like we're going to be the people that pull the economy out of the shitter over these next you know few months and years because of just like you talked about, teaching, educating, helping people take financial ownership over their own lives. So talk to me about Powerhouse. Yeah, so Powerhouse is basically a consulting company that helps you build, grow, and sell your business, okay? And it's fully vertically integrated. So what I mean by that is like you come in as either an e-commerce entrepreneur and you have one track, or you come in as a coach, consultant, personal brand, and we teach you different things because they're different sectors, uh, and we help you with your funnels, your ads, consulting, we give you a lot of the assets, and then we have services on top of that and, and other brands uh, that'll help you like run your ads, grow your social media, like support you in like what you don't know how to do so you can stay focused on building a good product and service and delivering value to the people so you grow your brand and creating more content. And then if things continue to do well for you and you're really like scaling, we try to get you out of the business, systemize the process and be able to sell your company if you so choose to do it. Because we own a brokerage, we own service companies, and the front end of how you would come in through us is either through an event or some sort of consulting engagement. I love that, man. If somebody's if somebody's like interested in starting uh, starting an entrepreneurial venture, do you think going the e-commerce route or going the personal brand route right now is the better one? Personal brand. Yeah, why is that? I mean, you and I already talked about it. So this is this is a rhetorical question for me, but I want to hear your thoughts. E-commerce is a savings account. It's not a checking account. Mm. Personal brand is a checking account. And what I mean by that is like an e-commerce scaled business or is doing 10 to 15% margins that you need to reallocate back into the company for more products, services, and people. Uh, a, a digital consulting, coaching, event service business is more on the 30 to 45% margins and you can get more money. So it's more like a checking account. You're going to get your your big sale if you sell an e-commerce business that's your savings account so you're growing something to get that's, like that's not going to help right now during a recession not going to help right now and so and you're going to have to learn ads amazon ecom uh, as a whole logistics shipping branding um influencers influencer marketing uh content development you're good bro like you don't have the capital to start doing something like that right and so you're better off like hey i'm really good at this one thing I'm going to teach people in my similar space. Like I'm helping uh, right now a mortgage guy. He's the top 1%. He's teaching mortgage guys how to use and leverage social media to get more deals, right? And so he's already, he's pretty tapped. Like he can't do more. Like he's not going to hit like bigger ceilings there. But this business can become a seven-figure business for him 
net if he hits a couple mil uh, and it's very low key he can do it from his house in Nashville and he's very excited about it loves serving people and it builds his brand as well which when you build your brand you also get more opportunities yeah yeah you network you get the opportunity you get the connections you've you've worked with I don't know thousands of entrepreneurs in all these different spaces you've helped brands scale to eight figures nine figures in a lot of different areas so you've worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of different spaces, a lot of different niches, a lot of different avenues. What do you see as being maybe the top three characteristics of like the most successful entrepreneurs? Like what are three characteristics that define successful entrepreneurs over everybody else? They take action, they have no ego, and they have a longer time horizon of patience. Hmm. I love that. So simple too. Dude, I got I gotta, maybe maybe a personal question for you. Uh, what's something that you do? Because I'm, I'm always fascinated, number one, by your hustle, but also just how much you care and just you as a person. What's one thing that you do? Uh, you know, maybe it's a personal habit or maybe it's something that you just do that you think is different or, or you know, weird as an entrepreneur that's really helped you be successful. Uh, I probably have one of the best networks on the planet because I actually put time into building it like as friends. Yeah. And not transactionally. I don't ask anybody for shit. I call people like, Hey, how you doing? You feeling good? Whatever. I send people gifts. I make sure I know their birthdays. I text them for no reason. I build relationships with people, uh, with no need for anything. Sincerely, no intention. Right. Because I, but subconsciously I know that from there I can ask anytime, anything, any, anything I need. But I don't have and like, anybody one, would one, one day I'll have a yes. Ask. Yeah. Right. I mean, like I'm doing an event right now and like every person that's speaking charges twenty to fifty grand and they're like, Would you get my hotel? I was like, For sure, I'll get your hotel, bro. And they're just coming down for free, right? Because they're my boys. But like I've helped them all. I've helped some of them build their businesses, some of them scale. Some of them just call me when they're freaking stressed out. And but yeah. I'm a friend, you know, like I'm a friend first. Uh and I think that too many people because of the need uh, or the ego, it's all transactional and you can smell that shit. I think, I think also you, you, you hit on something multiple times today and it's the time horizon. Yeah. Right. I think it's a lot a of things, I, I want something back now. Right. Well, it's like, well, why don't you just pour into people and just see what happens down the line? Yeah. I mean, dude, like, I, you know, I, I have friends that have achieved insane success in a couple of years. Uh, but the majority of people I know are, start to hit their strides in like five, six, seven years. And then they start to hit like their swag. And, but they, and they, they start to like pass who they thought they could ever be because they never were focused on being anybody in the first place. You know? It, it's so funny that you bring that up because I'm, I'm like right around my sixth year as an entrepreneur. And it's like the first, I saw probably way too much success early on in my entrepreneurial journey and, and built a little bit of an ego, then got chopped down pretty quickly and, but like that in that chopping down and in that learning process of everything, you know, now I feel like five, six years in, like I'm finally starting to understand. <laughs> Dude, like, I like, have... I'm finally starting to get it Los, And I like, I'm so excited for the next 10 years. And you like, it's nuts, man. Like, and then you get chopped up again. Like I started yeah. to hit my, like, that's, I, I think that's the thing strap. is like, I know I'm going to get beat up again, but I'm like, cool. Like I'm ready for it this time. I started to hit my swag and I was like, I got this stuff. And then I started hanging out with people like my business partner does nine figures in multiple companies. Right. And then we have another business partner that has two nine figure funds. And like, now we're part of like an eight figure fund that we're, that we launched with some partners. And I'm like, 
man, I'm a peasant. I don't even know why I, I don't belong here. You know, like you're cool and like the seven and eight figure stuff. You start hanging out with nine and 10 figure people and you're like, right, why, this do you have, you. This is why have you, yeah. Why have you, why do you even answer my phone calls? You know what I mean? Uh, and so like that's, that chops your ego real fast. Like yeah. you, bro, you're good. You're not, you're not that cool. And so yeah. like, stop thinking about it. And I, I, I was a big, big guilty at this, like probably six years ago, cause I was going to all these masterminds and stuff. And it's all about for, for me for a while, it was all about dick measuring. Like, what'd you get? What card? What are you doing? What's the gross? What's this? And no one was like, how happy are you? How many friends do you have? How much time do you spend with your wife? You know, like I, I don't, I take Wednesdays off every Wednesday. So that's mm. 52 days out of the year. That's almost two months. And I don't work in June. So I work nine out of 12 months. Right. That's a flex. I don't give a shit about your money. Like I don't work for three months out of the year. I just that's, that's time a with my family flex. and I get to go have fun. I take my daughter to school every day. I like I, I do stuff that like people say they do. Like I do it. And like yeah. that is you know, I was talking to Taylor Welch yesterday because he's a really good friend of mine. And we were like uh talking about net worth. And he's like, you know, I was talking to a mentor, he was talking to a mentor of his, and he's like, dude, what's your like net life? Like mm. that's that's more, you know, because we're him and I are like in a big season of like connections and love and like relationships way more than like money uh and really pouring into that right now uh and you know because i told him like you know i'm, I'm taking a lot of time off and i kind of like want to take more even and he's like yeah. you should because like what are you really building for at one point yeah, why, why'd you build to this why'd you build for this yeah at one point i was building so you thought i was cool and people at the events thought i was cool and now i'm building so i can be with my girls and my family and have great relationships and like experience life because one day you're gonna die I had one of guy, one of the guys in my mastermind, most beautiful looking man in the world, looks like Thor, perfect angel of a person, like not, like an angel of a human being, right? Like uh, one glows day, when he walks into yeah, a room, ep epitome of health, shredded to the bone. Like you, you'd be like, oh, like everything's perfect for him. One day his stomach hurt. The next day he went to the hospital. The next day they removed most of his intestines. The next day he almost died. And then I asked him when he was done with it. And I was like, what did you? what do you feel? And he, cause he's really like enlightened to kind of stuff. And he was like, I I'm upset that I don't love people as hard as I like, like I should imagine every day. And I, I went back to my wife because I've been like aggressively like loving on her and stuff. And, and now told her, I was like, one day, if I die, you're going to hate that you didn't love the fuck out of me every single day. Cause you become like, like, Oh dude, I'll talk to Xander or whatever, but you don't call with the intention. I'm like, I fucking love you, bro. Like so deep because one day you can die. And, and you know, I was listening to Hermosi on a podcast uh, and he was talking about like, yeah, like when I become a billionaire, I, I, I would give it all, all my money away to be in my twenties. And I'm like, well, dude, why don't you live today instead of trying to be a billionaire? Because you won't want to give the money back if you live every day, like presently and like yeah. excited, like th that, that, that doesn't have a monetary value, but you build money because of that intangible asset that is like life. Yeah, dude, I love that so much. And I'm so grateful for you for just bringing all of that up because I think that really, this really is, a, it's almost a dichotomy of success. It's like, how can you, how can you build and drive and create something that's impactful and world changing and brings, you know, financial freedom, but also create the flexibility to love it and love others in your life and put the time and energy that's really important. Because if you have one and you don't have the other, you're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to be happy. You need to be able to have both. Dude, I would, I would say for anybody listening, do this because I do this with seven and eight figure entrepreneurs and I smash them every time because they don't know. And they're like, oh, I want to do 10 million. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm like, tell me what your budget is. Tell me what you want to allocate the capital to and tell me why 
hitting that number means something to you if it's not going to be spent on like assets and this and that i'm like so you just want to matter to other people but it's you don't an ego know it's an want. ego trip is all right. it is i'm like what would you do with it it's like i don't know i'm like okay so you want you want you want a big dick fucking conversation dude yeah. you know what what makes you happy what makes you smile what would what would bring light to your life like oh if I, my day looked like this i'm like that's a fifteen thousand dollar a month life you, you don't yeah you don't need a 10 million dollar business to you're do good you don't good. need a plane, bro. You don't need a plane. You're good. And you're not. You're most likely also not going to get a plane. So why don't you love your wife a little more? Oh, I love it, man. You're dropping knowledge right now. Los, one, one last question that I always got to ask and kind of knowing you, I'm really excited for the answer. What is what is one thing that you wish was taught in school or, or college that isn't? Um, finances. Yeah. Um, how to build money, but most importantly – how to keep it mm -hmm. because everybody can make money. And, and at one point you figure out like the much, like money is makeable. It's a, it exists. It is, it is a, it is a, it is a binary asset. It's, it's like just, a, it's zero. just a skill that people, it, you can build just it's, like it's, arbitrage. Else. It's, it's, yeah. it's a transactional trade based off of a result that like will give you a, a, a level more than what you're supporting on, right. Based on yeah. the value that you're giving. So it's, a, it's an arbitrage, right. But once you have that, how do you turn that into success for yourself for a longer time because what you do is you spend the money because no one taught you that you shouldn't spend money you should reallocate money into creating more money for you and mm -hmm. that shit they don't teach in college and they never will because you're supposed to be a monkey you're not supposed to be a man <laughs> or a woman i love you dude <laughs> i love you too bro i love you man dude this has been an absolute pleasure where can where can more people learn about powerhouse Get involved with you, especially over the next few months. I think this is going to be super important. Where can they learn more? Hit me up on Instagram. I will never sell you crypto, by the way. So if someone ever does, it's their fake me. account. <laughs> yeah, please don't 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 do that. Uh, people have done that, and they like have replied to me. They're like, dude, like you screwed me over. I'm like, bro, you're you're an idiot. Like I'm not going to sell you crypto. Uh, and, and so uh, it's at Los Hustle on all social media platforms. Uh, DM me, I'll hit you up and we, we can have a conversation, see if we can support you in anything. And, and if, even if we don't sell you anything, I'm happy to help and like give advice and stuff. I love doing it. I love it, man. This has been awesome. Los, I think our audience is going to get a shit ton out of this. Uh, absolute pleasure, man. Uh, and for all of our shit you don't learn in college fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook, S-Y-D-L-I-C book.com to grab your copy of the number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now. Los, Thanks a ton, brother. Thanks, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. That's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.